Hello, hello, and welcome to She Is Talking. This is the seventh episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV and on Spotify. There you can find new episodes where guests will be discussing topics such as confidence building skills, the importance of prioritizing our mental health, and how to become the best version of yourself. Because you've got it. You have everything you need inside of you to succeed. Go get it. You are in charge of your life. Go after your dreams. It is time to shake your beauty. She is talking is raising money for Girls on the Run, and I've linked a fundraiser below for Girls on the Run, so please consider donating to this amazing organization. I am coach for Goder, and we are teaching young girls to learn confidence in comprehensible lessons as they train for their season 5K, which is actually this weekend, so wish me luck in the 5K this weekend. All right, this next episode... We'll be talking with Jessica. I am so excited. Oh, are there two of you here? Oh, there I'm we sorry. go. Okay. Uh, why is it? How do you like that? Hi, Jess. Hello. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I am so excited for the series. This is Conversations with the Crowns. And for those that don't know, this is a series dedicated to the Miss, to my Miss America sisters. So for those that don't know, Miss America is a scholarship competition that originated on the boardwalk of Atlantic City in 1921. And I think MAO said it best. Miss America is more than a title. It's a movement of empowering young women everywhere to dream big, to insist that their voices be heard, and to inspire change in the world around them, preparing great women for the world, but more importantly, the world for great women. There will be 51 candidates, including myself, competing for Miss America 2023 this December. And I'm so excited to have some of my friends on to highlight their person, their work, and hear from their journeys that help them on their self-love journey. Jessica is your Miss Alaska 2022. In addition to serving as a title holder, she's a second-year medical student at the University of Washington School of Medicine with plans to returning home after training to serve the community that taught her what it means to be a physician. Growing up in Alaska, one of her passions is to access healthcare resources in rural areas, including sexual assault response resources, which inspired her platform, Supporting Survivors. So, hey, Jess. Hello. <laughs> this Do is so much fun. I'm so excited to have you here. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story? Yes, of course. So, my name is Jessica, and I am Miss Alaska 2022. And a little bit about my story, I guess I live in Alaska now, but I'm originally from Washington State, and I guess kind of a little bit about my pageant history, there isn't a lot of it. <laughs> I started competing in the Miss America organization in March of this year, um, was my local title that I won, which was Miss Anchorage. And then I went on to compete and win Miss Alaska. And so I'm very excited to be representing the state that I love so much on the Miss America stage in a month. That is so incredible. Really jumping into it. Going straight for the big show. Head first, man. <laughs> I would say. And so this series of Conversations with the Crown, we will continue the three block topics, which is state your status. We will talk to each candidate about what their state is and what their, so, what their favorite thing about their state is. And then we will go into their social impact initiatives. So each Miss America candidate has an SII that they have dedicated their 
year of service too. So each state promotes their initiative through community service throughout their year. And then my absolute favorite section is real talk. This is where we get into it. And what are some things that we are struggling with? There's a lot of, everybody has ups and downs, right? And it's, our social media is filled with just a highlight reel. So it's important that we talk about the, the real talk so that we're able to connect with other people and then other people don't feel as alone when we're in those spaces. I know that something that really inspired this for me was uh, Victoria Garrick. I don't know if you follow her, Jess, or if anyone on here that's listening. Victoria Garrick, she has run the uh, Hidden Opponent, which is a national nonprofit dedicated to advocating for student athletes' mental health. And so she talked about how she was struggling mentally and struggling with body image issues as well as just navigating her early 20s. And so she inspired me to start with Real Talk and how she has inspired me to open up about it as well as feel connected and not feel as alone in that situation. And so that's why I created my social impact initiative, Time to Shake Your Beauty, so that everyone can empower each other because we are so wonderful and each of us brings something so wonderful to this to the table. And so we should show that, own that confidence and own your space. I and love I'm it. So, right, right. I'm so excited to say that She Is Talking is live on Anchor and on Spotify. So if you're driving, running errands, cleaning, or doing some self-care, put in those headphones and listen to some recorded episodes. And we are so happy for those that are listening live or listening later. But this podcast is intended to be an open conversation with the guests and the live audience. So let's have some real talk. So Jess, what is your state and what is your favorite thing about your state? So I live in Alaska, and I absolutely love it here. My favorite thing about the state of Alaska is how it really just feels like a big community. Like, Alaska geographically is the largest state, but it really feels like everybody knows everybody. And it has very small town feels to it, and I absolutely love that about it. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's a very common um fun I feel like that's a very common statement about all of our favorite things in our state that's what mm -hmm. most of the um, women on here that came on she is talking are saying they're like our oh, my community is just so tight-knit I feel like we all know each other and I just love that I think yeah I love it so connected and it's so cool to hear it from every state you know so what are three things Jess that people wouldn't know about you that probably wouldn't be on your resume Oh, wow. Okay. So some things that I feel like you wouldn't know from at least looking at me. I know a lot of my friends are aware of these things, but I guess it's not the first thing you would assume from looking at me is that I am a huge fan of musical theater and the performing arts. I grew up super involved in musical theater and it was something that I kind of gave up when I decided that I really wanted to be a doctor because for whatever reason in my mind, I had this idea of what a doctor was supposed to be and that I had to give up these other parts of myself if I wanted to pursue medicine. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until relatively recently that I realized that that is not true at all and that I can be a lover of science and a lover in the arts and those two things are not mutually exclusive. So I feel like that's I something that. that a lot of people don't know about me. Um, another thing is that I was adopted so I was born in South Korea, but then I was raised um, in a Caucasian family in Gig Harbor, Washington. And so I feel like my experiences as 
just being adopted and growing up in a primarily Caucasian areas where I grew up, um, I think are really unique and really give me some perspective on life. And the other thing people probably wouldn't know about me is that I really don't like cottage cheese. And I don't know that it's fair to say that I don't like it, but it's like, I'm kind of scared of it. Like something about it just doesn't really sit right with me. me. It's too chunky. Yeah, it's got like chunks and I don't really like the chunks. So um, <laughs> I've never tried it, but I, 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 cottage cheese is not for me. Have you seen that there's flavored cottage cheese? I've seen like pineapple and like strawberry. I'm like, cool, let's just munching on some pineapple cottage cheese because I don't think I want to be your friend. <laughs> I feel like that's a red flag. It's a very versatile food and whatever, but I almost, like, don't like that. Like, people will eat it with fruit, but then they'll eat it with, like, weird other stuff. And I was like, I don't like that it can go with so many things. I feel like, I don't know, something must be wrong with it if it can pair with that many different foods. Yes, there's definitely something wrong there. So diving right into it, your social impact initiative. What is your social impact initiative and what makes you so passionate about it? Yes, so my social impact initiative is called Supporting Survivors Increasing Access to Sexual Assault Response Resources. So growing up in Alaska, it's we're a very medically underserved state. Uh, my mm-hmm. medical school that I chose to attend very much focuses on access to healthcare in rural places. And so really mm-hmm. the idea of my medical school is we receive this training and then we come back and we practice in these areas that so desperately need it um, because we That's just need don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough healthcare workers to serve the state the way that we need to. And so when I, later when I was in college, I started volunteering as a crisis line responder for a sexual assault response hotline. And it was kind of that experience combined with what I already knew about the lack of resources um, in certain areas, specifically rural places, that my social impact kind of came to be. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I love that your education is focusing on giving back to your home that I feel like that's got to feel very fulfilling to yes. go back and use your gifts in your community. That's yes, incredible. for sure. Um, our program admits 20 students per year um, for the Alaska portion of it. It's a program called Whammy which stands for Washington, Wyoming, Alaska, Montana, and Idaho. So we're all University of Washington students, but then we attend school in our home state. So the Alaska section of Whammy admits 20 students per year. And there was some- So you're elite is what you're saying. (laughs) Yes, I guess. (laughs) If you want to, I guess. I mean, I don't really know how- Okay, come on, take it on. like accepting like any kind of praise so I get like really awkward about it well I'm gonna give it to you that's phenomenal I love you um but there's some statistic that I think like 16 of the 20 return to Alaska to serve the state so it's a really great program that I'm very grateful to be a part of oh that is phenomenal so what is one story that really makes you think this is why I chose my social impact initiative supporting survivors Mm. Ooh, it would. So this kind of happened before I even thought about doing pageantry or was even involved in the Miss America organization, but it mm-hmm. was a call that I received on our crisis line. And it was kind of the defining moment of this is an issue that we need to do something about. So I had an individual call 
and um, or it was that I had taken the crisis line um, for my shift because um, we work it's 24 seven. And so we work in shifts throughout the week. And I had just signed on for my shift and we do the whole like transfer of the line thing. And the supervisor that had the line before me told me that um, they, we didn't have in the city of Anchorage, which is the biggest city in Alaska. And so mm-hmm. arguably has the most resources compared to other places in the state. Um, and she told me that there were not any forensic nurses that were on staff at the moment because they are just, there's not enough of them. And the ones that are working, like they can't work all the time. And so if anyone needed a, um, what's known as like a sexual assault exam by a SART team, um, it would need to wait until morning. And so I took the line at around 10 p.m. and that there wouldn't be another forensic nurse on staff until about 7 a.m. So it's about nine hours that there just wasn't anyone to care for the specific population. Luckily, I didn't receive any calls that anyone needed Mm -hmm. a um, sexual assault exam that night. But that kind of hearing that and knowing that just like, there just weren't enough of them. There Mm -hmm. weren't enough resources to really help people that really needed it at that time. Yeah, so you knew that that was your place. That started that kind of passion to help others. I mean, clearly you are passionate about helping others if you're in the medical field to start with. And then hearing that is, that breaks my heart. And so I think it's amazing work what you're doing and giving back to your community, which is just so important. So going off of that, I know that you're very busy in medical school. I can't even (laughs) begin to imagine how that is preparing for Miss America. But what are some things that you're doing right now with your social impact initiative that we can look out for maybe on your social media pages or throughout your year? Yeah, so I work very closely with an organization here in Anchorage that's called STAR, which is Standing Together Against Rape Alaska, and they are just such a great organization for our state. Um, They are the ones that service the crisis line, and they throw all kinds of community events that I love being a part of, and they most notably had a really big backing to get recent legislation that passed through the Alaska State Legislature that really changed, it changed the definition of what we consider consent in Alaska. Um, So Mm -hmm. this organization had huge impacts on kind of reforming how we think about sexual assault. And so I'm really grateful to them. And so they have tons of events throughout the year that I love attending. I love going to, they have their masquerade ball, which is just a huge fundraiser um, for the organization. And they also do one of my favorite events, which is called Walk a Mile in Her Shoes, which is another fundraising event um, where they gather everybody and they have everyone literally walk a mile in high heels. Um, Oh, I've seen that. That is so cool. Yes. So events like that. And then really just continuing what I was already doing, which is something I really think is needed, which is working the crisis line um, and being the person to answer those calls and also recruiting people that I know and recruiting other um, people that might be interested. So one thing I really wanted to focus on with my social impact initiative is focusing on like health education programs. So like nursing programs, PA programs, um, MD programs, DO programs, and healthcare professions programs that could potentially um I guess with like nursing, consider going into forensic nursing or give more information about what that would look like. And if they're not sure what they want to do, I guess advocate for why we are in such desperate need of forensic nurses um, and also kind of recruiting people to the crisis line that way as well. 
Wow, that's incredible. So please follow Jess here so that you can see all of her work throughout her year and stay in touch with how you can get involved in her social impact initiative as well. So now diving into the segment of She Is Talking that I absolutely adore, Real Talk. This is where we talk about those highs and those lows. I think it's so important that we're able to connect with people and talk about how we have struggled and what we did with personal empowerment practices to kind of help us feel more confident when we are struggling or how that we dealt with those times that we were at our lows. But starting off on a high note, what was it like winning your title? And what was that moment like? Every title holder has this moment with a rush of emotions and so many things going on and you just work so hard to get to that point. So what was that moment like for you? And what were you thinking? I, I, I feel like you can kind of, if you, the video of my karate, you can kind of like see the emotion in my face that I was just dumbfounded and then <laughs> immediately after I looked kind of panicked almost. And it was because I had an exam the next morning. And so, so that's what popped into your mind. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna have to stay for the after party now. I have a test tomorrow. And it was just like instant panic. That um, is like the prime of Miss America right there, ladies and gentlemen. This is to all. This is what Miss America is about. You are crowned and you're like, oh sugar, I have a test tomorrow, but at least right? I can get some like, Wait, but I haven't finished my flashcards. Like this test isn't like less than 12 hours like I think I have to go but it all worked out and my school has been super super supportive on this entire journey and so I did get to delay my test um by four <laughs> hours but I still you know it worked out only four hours but you know I mean at least and I, got, I got, got to sleep so it was a awesome. couple extra z's in there right mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So we have learned so much throughout our journey and going to Miss America and just this past couple of months being crowned. What is one lesson that you think that really sticks out to you and that will be one that sticks out during your year? There are so many lessons. It's really hard to pick just one. But what is one that you'd like to share with us today? Ooh, um, I would probably say to do things outside of your comfort zone. Um, it's that principle is basically the reason that I'm sitting here now. I read a book a couple of years ago that's called A Year of Yes that was written by Shonda Rhimes. And she detailed the fact that she said no to everything because she was just too scared. She didn't know what other people were going to think. She didn't know what she was going to think of herself if she were to do these things. And so she felt like she was missing out on her life because she was too afraid to do things. Mm -hmm. And so she made a bet with herself and said for an entire year, I'm going to say yes to all of the opportunities that come my way, even if they scare me. And if they scare me, that's even more reason to do it. Mm -hmm. And so she did things that she never imagined she would be doing. So she gave the commencement address at a Dartmouth graduation oh, wow. she got to go on the Jimmy Kimmel show she did she's uh she's the show writer for Grey's Anatomy before it's not just like a random person that was like, oh, okay okay <laughs> oh, my God. Um, these are some great opportunities and maybe right? I start like, saying yes to how did she get these opportunities and why was she saying no yeah why was she saying um, no to Jimmy Kimmel come on right and so she did all of these things that if she hadn't made that, made that bet with herself, she would have originally said no to. And so it was kind of a principle that I adopted into my own life of mm -hmm. doing things, even if they're outside of my comfort zone, even mm -hmm. if I might 
fall flat on my face while doing them, it's still worth that risk. Um, granted, these are calculated risks. So maybe like be safe, be realistic about it. But um, yeah. Oh, yes. I actually saw a movie on saying yes to everything that it's some cheesy rom-com. So it's not nearly as inspiring as that. But I remember thinking, what if I just say yes to everything? But I truly think that you do grow outside of your comfort zone. Our brains aren't physically capable to understand our cap of happiness and so we mm. think right now what we've hit is happiness is just the happiest we can get because our brains are so afraid of the unknown so it's really interesting to see when you push out of your comfort zone what you can accomplish and that next level of happiness that you can have that next level of success and all of these wonderful things so i think that is just a beautiful lesson um so now to the more real talk side of things there are always times that we don't feel confident. There are many moments, nobody just wakes up in the morning and is just the most confident person in the room. That's just not how it usually works. So what is, tell me about a time that you didn't feel so confident. Yeah, it was probably last week. I had a really big <laughs> event this weekend. Me too, sis. <laughs> right? I had a huge event this weekend that I was super excited for. I put a lot of effort into planning it and making sure it was perfect. And then I woke up with just the biggest zit on my chin. Like, mm. it was so bad. And it just made me feel so bad about myself because I grew up having just really terrible acne. Mm. And um, I started seeing, like, an acne specialist a couple of years ago. And she just completely transformed my skin. And so it's always been something that I was really self-conscious about. And now that I've kind of had a taste of having clear skin, I get really insecure when I do get zits and I do break out um, just because it it feels like everyone, that's the only thing that everybody is noticing, even mm -hmm. though I know that that is absolutely not true. Um, it feels that way sometimes. Right. Yeah. And it kind of pushes you back into that state when you felt not when you felt really insecure with your skin and I know that I felt the same way as I've been struggling with rosacea and acne for the past like five years now and it's so hard when you have those flare-ups again because it can put you into that position of thinking that's all that somebody can see about you and mm -hmm. so I I love that you shared that thank you for sharing that with us <laughs> So, Miss America Prep, how is that like with studying for medical school as well as what is your mindset like going into Miss America? It has been so crazy um, and <laughs> it's required a lot of time management and mm -hmm. just finding a way to balance things and I'm still figuring out how to do that and learning how to do that and balancing my responsibilities as a title holder with balancing my responsibilities as a student. Um, for me personally, and I know this isn't the case for everyone, but for me, school comes first. Um, it's it's going to be your career. Priority. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but for me, the reason that I started competing in pageants was because I felt like school was just sucking the life out of me, and <laughs> I needed to do something that was focused on me and that I enjoyed and that, you I guess, figuratively your speaking. You musical theater as well. Yeah, and filled my cup up, figuratively speaking, and so... I feel like even prepping for Miss America, that fits in really nicely with 
being in medical school in the sense that it is that thing that brings me joy that I get to do, that I get to focus on dancing and focus on my public speaking skills. And it gets my head out of my book for a while and off the computer for a while. And I just get to really enjoy it. And so it really has been kind of that stress reliever for me moving into my second, now almost third year of medical school. Right. And it's that... Miss America is a professional development program, so you're kind of adding a little bit of school on top of your school, but in just a more expressive way, and you're able to make those connections, and that network is just absolutely incredible. The network of sisterhood, I bring this up every episode, that we truly are a sisterhood, and I like to reiterate that because we all talk all the time. Like It's so important that that is something that is brought to the table and that's often talked about in the Miss America organization because I think that when people look at Miss America they don't see us as actually being friends they see us as competitors and I'm like I don't think you understand these are my (laughs) sisters and not my competitors here like that's just not how it is we all know I think it goes back to that quote of like confidence isn't walking into a room thinking you're better than everyone else it's walking into a room knowing that you don't need to compare yourself to anyone and that's what everyone all of us are doing going into this competition is we're all great we all know what we bring to the table because we are all 51 incredible candidates that worked so hard to get to this point so now we're just here to show our passions and to show our talents on the miss america stage and really bond with our sisters and so yes for sure right I know uh, Miss South Dakota Hunter and Miss Michigan, um, Melissa, are also, Hunter is going to medical school. I believe Melissa's applying right now. And I mean, going into this and getting to meet everyone in Dallas, I'm like, these are going to be two of like my lifelong colleagues. And I was just so excited by that prospect of like, we're going to be colleagues for the rest of our lives. That is so cool to me. Imagine you guys work at the same hospital. You're your own Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So going into Miss America, I talk a lot about in my social impact initiative, positive self-talk and the importance of prioritizing your mental health. And so positive self-talk is a really great way to center yourself and to help you prioritize that mental health because you're able to either change the perspective of something that stresses you out, or you're able to break that negative cycle of negative self-talk and so going into Miss America I want to bring a list of affirmations that we all as sisters made together and so on each of these episodes I've had each woman bring in their one uh their one word that they feel really helps them whether it's in competition or in day-to-day life or something that they want to share with their sisters that they feel can lift each other up and so I've been trying to remember them all I have them written down but I have I am enough, I am deserving, I am powerful, I am always ready, and then it's like, I love being here. So do you have a word or a phrase that you would like to add on to this list? Ooh, I do. I'm going to go with, does it need to be like the I am, or can it just be like a word? It can just be a word. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with fearlessness then, and it is actually what my necklace says. I don't know oh. if that's backwards or not. Um, yeah, it's kind of backwards. This one, oh, I think that's still backwards, but yes. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And I think that's just such a great word that we, we are all going to need because we're so excited about this competition, but it's also 
kind of terrifying no matter it's nerve wracking <laughs> like which For is sure. completely normal completely fine because if you're not nervous that means you don't care so yeah it's, and we all care so much about it and the organization our sisters and just being so passionate about our social impact initiatives so i added fearlessness to the list and so this is the seventh episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV. There you can find new episodes and we'll be discussing with guests topics such as confidence building school skills, prioritizing our mental health, and how to become the best version of yourself. And remember to donate to Girls on the Run and listen out for us on Spotify as well. So Jess, do you have any last minute advice or something that you would like to say to kind of wrap up this episode? Yeah, I would love to give another shameless plug for my social impact initiative. As you should. <laughs> yes. So I work with a local organization that's called STAR, as I said, but there are also these wonderful national organizations that run similar programs. And so if you are struggling or you have been sexually assaulted or you know somebody that has and they are struggling to find resources, things like crisis lines, they don't know what to do. A lot of these organizations also give legal counseling if a person decides that they want to pursue um, like legal action. And so all of these great resources. And so two of my favorite national organizations are um, RAIN, which is spelled R-A-I-N-N, -N, and it stands for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. And the other one is the Joyful Heart Foundation. And so these organizations focus on um, kind of more than just sexual assault, but that is a big um, I guess, highlight of their organization. Mm -hmm. And so, but they also focus on things like domestic violence and child trafficking. So. Yes, they do amazing work. And so go check them out for sure. And to wrap up this episode, we always end with my catchphrase, which is a little cheesy. I know, but I'm just a sucker for it. So I will count us down and then we will say my catchphrase, which is you got it, go get it. It's time to shake your beauty. That's so cute. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wanted it to be a play on words for time to shake your booty so that it's like a fun reminder that you deserve to take up space. And so, I love so it. Like it. Okay, I, so it's, I'm you got for it. the puns too. <laughs> you got it. Go get it. It's time to shake your beauty. Yes. Okay, All right. It. So good. on the count of three. One, two, three. You got it. You got it. Go, Go get, get it. it. It's, it's time to shake it's your time beauty. To shake your beauty. Thank you so much, Jess, for joining. Thank you, Mads. And we'll see you next time on She Is Talking. Bye.